Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Hello there, this is Blake Lindsay. I am glad you're here. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This particular podcast is especially for the parents. Have you ever caught yourself dropping your child off at school with a headache? Because all you said the entire morning was hurry up or let's go, we're late again. <laughs> well, Zig is going to give us some specific action steps we can take to help our homes be peaceful and our children to feel loved. Turn it up as we listen to Zig Ziglar together. One of the things parents make the mistake of doing is they make the mistake of believing that just because they're mom and just because they're dad, when they tell a child to do something, that ought to be sufficient. We need to have that relationship clearly established with the child how much we love them. Right now, I'll go ahead and share with you what I think are the most critical steps to take in building that relationship. It's the way you get your child out of bed. And it's the way you put your child back in bed. Now, you remember how you did it when the child was an infant, how when that little cry would come forth, you would jump up and run back and grab the baby out of the baby bed and how you would hold him or her and hug him and love him and kiss on him and talk to him and how you'd lay him on the bed, you know, and change the diaper and put that good sweet-smelling stuff on him and hold him again, talking and cooing all the time. Now, fast forward to about six years later, and it's time to get up, you know, and you go by the child's door and bang on it and say, okay, kids, it's time to get up. We're going to be late for school. You remember yesterday, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, let me give you a little suggestion on that. Actually, it's a big suggestion. Uh, when you walk past your child's room, when it's time to get up, you knock on the door and you say, it's time to get up. Then you go in and plug in the coffee and the toast and you come back by and again you knock on the door so that the child knows you're about to come in. You don't want to catch them in a state of undress, particularly after they get to be oh, six, seven, eight years old. You walk in, you sit on the bedside, and incidentally, if you've never done this before, you need to warn them the night before that they're going to have a neat little surprise tomorrow morning. You sit on the bedside, you stroke their hair, you lean over and give them a little kiss on the forehead and say, you are so beautiful. I can't begin to tell you how much I love you and how much your dad loves you and how glad we are that you've come to live with us. Today's going to be such a neat day. You're going to learn some exciting things, and I can't wait for you to tell me all about it when you get home from school this afternoon. When you start that child off in a loving, understanding way, it sets the pace for the day. Then you prepare and have them uh, enjoy a breakfast with the family. It won't take but 10 minutes longer, and those 10 minutes are so important. At the end of the day, when it's time to go to bed, let's say that your child needs to be in bed by, let's say, 8 o'clock. Well, at 7 o'clock, you say, now... At 8 o'clock, you know, one hour from now, we're going to go to bed. So if you need to find out something from Charlie about the assignment, if you need to put the cat out and bring your bicycle in, now is the time to do it. You also need to get both drinks of water and take all three trips to the bathroom because at exactly 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock, whatever the time is, we are going to bed. And then at that appointed time, you cut the television set off. 
There is nothing more insulting to your child than to put him or her to bed during a commercial. The message you deliver is crystal clear. I know my parents love me, but that program is so important to them. They've been watching it every Thursday night for the last 10 years, and although they won't remember one thing about it in two weeks' time, it's more important than I am. Uh, You turn it off. You lead your child to bed. You put them in bed, and yes, I know, we successfully raised four children. I know the biggest con artists walking this earth are between six and ten years old. I know they can't wait to ask you all of the silly questions that you've never dreamed even existed. Let them do exactly that. They'll tire of that in a matter of four or five minutes. You will then be able to teach them some things. You can bond with them more of those last 10 minutes of the day than you've been able to bond all day long. And your kids will talk to you about it all of their life, how important it was for them to have those few minutes with you. You can read them stories. You can pray with them. My children are long ago into adulthood, but they still talk to me about the fact that when they were small, I would go to bed with them at night when I was home, and I would tell them stories of Skeeter, Scatter, and Scooter, three scared Skeeters from Schenectady. You can read Bible stories, but I got to tell you, when you start their day properly and you end their day properly, the time in between will be much better. You are building a relationship that is valuable and precious. Then, when you lay down the rules and say, here's why we do this, I'll absolutely guarantee you, they will be received in an entirely different manner. And the love and relationship between parent and child will get better and better and better. Today, we're confronted with a lot of different problems. One of them is road rage. Anger is so prevalent in our society, and part of it has been brought about because of all of the technology, and I'm going to put internet right there at the very top of that list. We can now log on to just about anything, and the tragedy is a lot of the kids know more about the internet than their parents do, but they do not quite understand how to avoid the pornographic material that is on display. As a matter of fact, My adult daughter, who's quite adept on the internet, accidentally, because of the way they set that stuff up, got in on a pornographic site, and she almost panicked before finally she was able to get out of it. There should be some kind of filtering system in every home, but the number one filtering system for the internet is to make certain that your child does not have his or her computer in a private place. What you want to have it is open so the entire family can see it at any time. The same thing is true of television. The same thing is also true of the videos that the kids are watching and the music they're listening to. Now, this doesn't mean you've got to be a watchdog all the time, but we need to clearly understand one basic thing, and that is that rules without relationships will always or almost always lead to rebellion. This is where communication 
education comes in with our children. You don't just say you can't do that. You simply say to them, here's the reason we don't do that in this home. This is negative. It's destructive. And in your long range best interest, I am going to forbid it. And I'm going to make certain that it's not available for you. Parents, we need to understand that our kids don't need another buddy what they need is a mature adult mom and pop who can direct and guide them and help them to make those decisions which their immaturity does not allow them to be. There is no way that a nine-year-old is equal to the parent in the decision-making process. We've got to guide them and direct them always with love always with understanding, always with an explanation, particularly after the child gets to be about six or seven years old. When they're two years old, you don't have to explain things to them. They wouldn't understand it anyhow. You can't do it because mommy said you can't do it. That's reason enough for a two-year-old, but that's not reason enough for a six or seven-year-old. Deal with them. Talk with them. So important. Now, why do we live in a negative world? What do I mean by negative? And where does the negativisms come from? Well, basically, our conversation and self-talk is of a negative nature. Our expressions are of a negative nature. An overweight person sits down at the table, and what does they say? Everything I eat turns to fat. That's negative. A parent sends a child off school and says, Now, don't you get run over. Negative. We wake up in the morning with the aid of an electronic rooster. And what does the average person call that electronic rooster, anybody? Come on, louder. You know what it is. Alarm clock. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Why, when they're robbing the bank, somebody sounds an alarm. That scares people. When the building catches on fire, they sound an alarm. That scares people. If you wake up to an alarm... No wonder people are negative, you know. It's an opportunity clock. Well, you think about it for a moment. If you can hear it, that gives you an opportunity to get up and go. If you can't hear it, that might mean you didn't got up and gone. I mean, uh, it can make a difference. We need to examine our terminology. We really do. Coming in on the plane today, beautiful Memphis. I mean, you could see the city laying out, the marvelous greenery. I saw a couple of beautiful golf courses laying around. Boy, it was absolutely gorgeous, marvelous day, positive city. But you know what? The captain of the aircraft, the head honcho himself, as we'd say down home, the daddy rabbit said he came over the intercom and in that deep, resonant voice said, we are now making our final approach. <laughs> Scared the wits out of me. I told the sturdiest, I said, ma'am, quick, go tell him to make it his next final approach. I got some things I just gotta get done. How many of you folks talking about golf? How many of you have ever hit a golf ball? Can I see your hand? Yeah, it would be part of a foursome and some dude steps up to the tee and he dribbles the ball in the lake and he turns to the other three and says, I knew I was gonna do that. <laughs> then why in heaven's name did he do it? That is not the object of the game. That does not improve his score. Why did not he back away and say, wait a minute, new program, 
and then step back up and say, down the middle. How many business people walk into their office, look at a desk piled high and 23 phone calls and a stack of correspondence and 101 details? I'll never get this done. I don't know what to expect of me around you. How many times does a child drop something? Son, you're always dropping things. Can't you ever do anything right? We bring in a test, a child does, and there are 20 questions. He gets 18 right, two wrong, and what do we look at first? I was up in Nashville, Tennessee, on the way down to the gate to catch a plane, which is generally the way I fly. Walk past a lady, a little boy, about five years old, good-looking little guy, and as I walked past, he turned to him and verbatim said, come on, stupid, we're going to miss the plane. I was in a cafeteria in Dallas, Texas. A little girl was crying, seven or eight years old. Her grandmother, the type lady, leaned down and said, what's the matter, honey? And her daddy spoke up and said, she's mean. That's why she's just plain mean. Had either one of those parents come to me and said, what would you suggest that I do to destroy the enthusiasm, the confidence, the self-image, the personality, the discipline, the direction, the love of life of my child? I would have said, just keep it up. You're on the right track. You see, you're what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. The good book said it far more eloquently and much more simply years ago when it said, as you sow, so also shall you reap. The question is, what kind of child do we want? Do we want a happy, healthy, prosperous, at least semi-prosperous? Do we want to have peace of mind and security and friendship? Then I'm going to suggest a number of times we've got to plant the positive in there. Hey, did you hear some ideas you can use? Try them out for a couple of days and see if you can tell a difference in the way you and your children are interacting with each other. This is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. 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 Inspiring true performance.